and welcome to our latest Bread of Blue. And I'm delighted uh, this week to be joined by Fraser Hornby, currently applying his trade in Germany in the Bundesliga for Darmstadt. I hope I've pronounced that right. Tell us a little bit about Darmstadt, uh, Fraser, because I'm, I'm pretty sure it won't be a football club that many Evertonians know too much about. No, I mean, it's, uh, it's a club that got promoted from the second division last last season. Um and uh, the interest I had in the summer, I came came over a few times to to meet with various people and got a really good um, feeling about the place, similar to when I first joined Everton at mm. 14. So, yeah, it was a pretty easy decision for me to come here. And after a couple of shaky results at the start, things seem to have settled down for Darmstadt on the pitch now in the Bundesliga. Yeah, I mean, we knew going into the season that every game was going to be tough and I think our first three fixtures we had um, Frankfurt away um, Union Berlin and then we had Leverkusen away which mm. we knew were going to be were going to be tough games but I think we showed in those games that um, there was a lot of positives to take and when the results have started to go our way and the uh, momentum's building in the in the squad now and hopefully we can we can kick on from, from that. What about personally? Have you settled in okay yourself? Are you uh, are you up to scratch with your German? I mean I'm I'm doing doing lessons, but it's uh it's a completely new language to me. So it's really, really difficult at the minute. But I'm trying to take take it in as much as as much as possible. And um it's a really easy dressing room to to settle into everyone's been really welcoming so I've had had no problems there. Let's go right back to the beginning then your your Northampton town upbringing what what do you recall of those days did you enjoy those days? Yeah I mean it was it was brilliant for me they were um they were they were really good in my in my development um they quickly realized that um I had had the potential to to maybe do something in the game and they were always pushing me up up age group so I was very rarely playing um against my own age from a from a young age so I think that really really helped me because I was always having to to adapt and me being um a big lad from for my age that was never really a an excuse for me because I was always playing um up in age groups so that was never something that I could I could rely on which I think has helped me helped me along a long way and then to move to Everton uh, as a 15-year-old for a transfer fee, that was a that was a massive move for you, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, at that, at that time there were there were a few few clubs that um, I could have gone to, but when I spent I think a few weeks down at Finch Farm, I instantly knew that Everton was was the place that that I, that I wanted to be. Um, and uh, I like to think that it was a it was a really good decision for me and um, the upbringing, not just um, as a player but as a as a person as well. I think it um, really made me made me grow. Did you feel Did you feel any pressure when you came to Everton? Because it, it was a, it was an astonishingly big move for a fifteen year old kid to make. Um, I think in my in my head, it's always. I always had that in my head as something that I that I wanted to do. Um, no disrespect to Northampton because they were they were brilliant for me, but 
I always wanted that next that next challenge in in my career. So um, it wasn't really a pressure for me. I was just really really looking forward to um, going into that environment in a in a in a top top team in a top um, league. And I yeah I was sort of relishing the challenge really. Who were your teammates at the time when you first went to Everton? Funny you say that because two of my best mates to this day were in my um, team at Everton when I when I joined at fifteen. Connie Zanidis, Alex Denny, they're two of my two of my best mates still to this day. So yeah, we had a really good team, and um, yeah, I keep keep in touch with them still to this day. Did you settle in quite quickly at Everton, or were you homesick for a while? Um, I settled in pretty pretty quickly um among the team of course there was there was times when when it was difficult because it was a long way from from home but my my family have always been really really supportive and um they they came up to see me any chance they got and um everton were were really good in in letting me go home on on days off so yeah. for me that was never really a problem and I just wanted to um I just wanted to play football really so there was a there was a support mechanism in place from the club side for you wasn't it to, to help with the transition yeah definitely when I when I first moved I I moved into into digs with um Mal and John and I still keep in touch with them to this day they were um, they were at our game against Liverpool um, at Deepdale during the preseason, so I caught up. Uh, I caught up with them, which was which was really nice, and they're still in regular contact with with my parents. Um, so they were really really important in helping me sort of have a home away from home, um, and they were always there if ever I needed any support or or anything like that, and. I think having um, Kieran Phillips and Danny Bramall in in my digs was was really good as well because they were sort of living the same experience as me. So we kind of all had each other at that point. Did you settle on the pitch as well? Because as you say, with all due respect to Northampton, there must have been a, a quite a noticeable difference in the level, especially when you're training at Everton. Yeah, I mean, I've always had a lot of confidence and self-belief as as a player and I think from an early age at Northampton being pushed up age groups it was I was never kind of in a comfortable environment so I, th- I think playing um, going to Everton and making making that step obviously playing with my with against players my own age um, I don't think uh, for me, I noticed that I was I was finding it any any difficult to what I'd been playing at Northampton because I was playing against older, bigger boys and more developed at the time. So yeah, I just think it was a it was a really good experience for me. How did you find the step up to under twenty three football? Yeah, it was. Um, I think our under twenty threes environment was a lot different to I think most. Um, under 23 Premier League teams. Um, I think Unzi wanted to create that environment for us, which almost felt like a first team, first team dressing room. And I think if you if you go through um our under 23s team, um I think we had quite a successful mm. quite a successful team. I mean, 
we won the league in won the league and cup at that level and um and yeah i think the the environment that that they created for us although it wasn't easy sometimes there was there was days where you where you'd come away and know that you've been you've been pushed hard but i think that only uh help you in the long run uh, Apollon Limassol, December 2017. When you when you travelled over to Cyprus, did you know that you were going to play? To be honest, I wasn't meant to. I wasn't meant to start that game. I was meant to be on the bench. And then the day before we travelled, um, all of the squad who was going to Limassol were were training together, and we were doing um, like a little training game. And uh, Sandro Ramirez was meant to start the game, and do you remember Stephen Duke McKenna? Yeah, yeah. He he actually injured Sandro in training, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, I ended up I ended up starting starting the game. So it's funny how these things can can turn out. And yeah, it was a was a great great experience and uh, something you remember, that. Do you remember much about the game, Fraser? They, I remember I remember little bits. I remember. The, feeling before the game um I remember walking out and just seeing the the massive turnout that that the Evertonians had had brought and for me that was the I got that feeling that right, I want to I want to feel this more and more and I want to kick on from this um yeah and I think I had it maybe one chance in the game which I, I still look back on and think I've Maybe could have scored, and that would have been a really nice, really nice moment. But yeah, to to start and play most of the game in a win, yeah, it was was a really good experience. Did they help you that Alex Denny, Anthony Gordon, Harry, Harry Charlesley, and and Nathan Broadhead were alongside you making their debuts as well? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you always have that have that side where you want as many of of the main players in the first team to be there to try and have the full full experience but yeah like you said having guys who I'd shared the pitch with before being there and getting on the pitch as well I think we all kind of shared a really nice moment and it was a really good um, really good day for the for the academy also But when you look back at your time at Everton the, the first team centre forwards that Umar Nias and Jen Tosin and, and Sandro Ramirez they weren't they weren't exactly pulling up trees were you were you a little bit disappointed that you didn't get at least another chance, another outing for the first team? Yeah, definitely. Um, in my in my mind, going through the, the ranks at Everton, I always had in my head that I was gonna that I was gonna play for for Everton. Um, didn't didn't work out the the way that I that I wanted to down to maybe a number of number of reasons. Um, maybe a little bit of luck along along the way, but um, yeah, I mean, disappointed not to have not to have kicked on at Everton, but I'm um, I'm happy with um, the path that I've that I've gone on now, and um, yeah, I'm looking looking ahead now. When when I look back to that sort of time, Fraser, and I think about young players, I think the instability in the dugout probably didn't help. Within a space of twelve months, we had Ronald Koeman, Dave Unsworth, Sam Allardyce, Marco Silva. Four new managers. When you're a new manager, you, you, you're probably unlikely to put too much faith in in young players that you don't know too much about. So I, I always think that counted against you and a few others at the time. Yeah, I mean, when um, I think the biggest um, impact I had on the first team was when 
um, Big Sam was was in charge. I was pretty much in and around the first team every every day. Um, and I travelled to a couple of Premier League games. Wasn't on the bench, but just being with the with the squad was was good at the time. Um, and I felt that maybe if if it had stayed stayed on a little bit longer, then I maybe would have would have got my would have got my chance. And then um, I think after that, Marco Silva came in and he wanted to put the squad in a, in a different in a different way and that and that happens sometimes you have you have managers that um try and push you on some managers um are a little bit tentative with with young players and and that was the time for me where i felt like i was ready to to play regular first team first team football and, and that's when um i well, we decided together me and the club that it would be better for me to go out on loan at that point when you went on loan, you went to Kortrijk, I think I've pronounced that yeah. right, in Belgium. Again, not a club that we know too much about. When when you make a move, Fraser, you don't take the easy option, do you? <laughs> no, I mean, it's um, playing playing abroad is something that um, has, always, has always interested me. And at that point, um, when we decided that it was best for me to go out on loan, there was a few clubs in England, League One, that that I could have um, that I could have gone to, and then Courtrick came came about, and I was just thinking about some of the some of the games that I'd be playing uh, if I went to Courtrick. So you've got likes of Anderlecht, Club Bruges, Antwerp, Genk, and these are these are teams that are playing in the Champions League. Mm. Um, so for me, it was. Uh, it was really interesting, um, an interesting idea, and something that I that I really I really wanted to wanted to do and experience. When you finally decided to leave Everton and and, and sign for Ream in France, were you, were you were you happy that you'd that you'd done enough at Everton, and that there was just no way you were going to break through, and you had to you had to cut the cord and move on? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I had in my head that I I wanted to be I wanted to be an Everton player, but at the same time I I knew what I was I was capable of, and I knew that I needed to needed to go and go and branch out and and uh, be a part of a of a first team somewhere. Um, and when the opportunity to go to to Rems in in one of Europe's top five top five leagues, it was. Again, a no-brainer for me. Really, going to experience a new new country, um, different culture, um, and it was yeah. I don't I don't um, have any any regrets about about leaving Everton at that time. What was your loan spell like at Aberdeen? Because again, it's another tough one. Do you do you sort of scour the leagues and go right? That will be a tough league. I'll have a go there. You know, I think um, Aberdeen was. Um, a difficult, a difficult loan period for me. Um, it was when I first moved to Rems. The first six months, it was kind of the first six months where I hadn't been playing um, regular football. And for me, all I wanted to do was was go and, was go and play. Mm. And Aberdeen, um, Rems had other places that they would have rather me gone to. Um, 
but I had a lot of a lot of teammates from the national team who were at Aberdeen. I had contact with Derek McInnes, the manager, and had a had a good feeling. And I knew that if I if I went there, I would get the game time that I that I wanted. It's just uh, a shame that when you haven't played regularly for so long, and I think I signed on deadline day on the Tuesday, and I was starting on the Wednesday night um, at Aberdeen, and. I played, I think, five games in the space of two weeks and then picked up an injury and it was kind of a really stop-start um, rest of the season for me and not how I envisioned it to to go. The, the, the Aberdeen faithful were probably expecting maybe a little bit more because of your record at under-21 level, 10 goals in, in 18 games at the time. It might still be Scottish international record. Yeah, I think it is still still standing at the minute, and and yeah, I completely understand the the Aberdeen fans. Maybe maybe they don't have um, a great image of me when when I was there, but um, I think it's easy for for people to judge at face value, and and there's other um, other things that can that can impact. Um, it can impact everything. Like I said, it was a very, very stop-start um, season. I had quite a few injuries. I was playing with an injury, which I probably shouldn't have mm. been for, for a long time. And that was probably detrimental to to me at the time. But I just wanted to to play football. And and yeah, it probably wasn't my best six months that I've that I've had playing playing football. But again, it's another another learning curve. Um for me and yeah I don't have any 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 regrets about it. It's a special record that isn't it for the Scottish under 21s once you broke into the side and you scored regularly hat tricks you must be very proud of that. Yeah definitely really uh really proud um every time I I played for Scotland it was it was a really proud moment for for me my my family also my dad especially yeah um, being the Scotsman in the family um, but yeah, I really, I really enjoyed playing playing international international football, and and every time I put on a Scotland shirt, I felt like I was uh, I was really really on form and really enjoyed um, playing, especially under Scott Gemmell as as a manager. I had a really good really good relationship um, with him, and he really got the best out of me. He's doing well up there, Scotty Gemmell, isn't he? Yeah, really well. I mean, he's got a really good reputation within the um, within the Scottish FA, and he was probably one of the best best coaches I've I've worked with. Um, and he was, yeah, I had a really good, really good relationship um, with him, and still keeping in contact with him now. Have you still got international ambitions, Fraser? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I think every time. There's a international break coming up, and squads are getting announced. There's just a a little bit in me that just hopes to see my name on the on the squad list. But I mean, I'm sure if I um, do well here, and then um, I'll be knocking on Steve Clark's door for sure. <laughs> do you still look back at your time at Everton with some affection, Fraser? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, I've. I've made I made friends for for life there. Um, the different um, people that I that I encountered along along the way from 
coaches, uh, kitmen, to kitchen staff, physios, everybody. It's like a big, big family there. So, um, yeah, I do look back with with fond memories, and um, yeah, I could say it was the the start of my my career. You mentioned kitmen there. Did you ever get a rollicking off Jimmy Martin when you asked for some extra gear? I think I think everybody did. <laughs> But no, the characters, characters like uh, like Jimmy, especially at a club like Everton, it's just part of the part of the fabric there, and what makes the club so special. Fraser, it's been brilliant to catch up with you. I'm delighted to see you doing so well. Make sure you keep banging the goals in, and uh, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll catch up again soon. And hopefully we'll see you in a Scotland jersey in the full team one of these days. Cheers, Darren. Thanks, Fraser.